Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. Well, it's Medicine Walk 101. So um, this is going to be the first part of a series of classes that I'm going to be teaching and some of the basics of spirituality, some of the practices, rituals, ceremony, all kinds of things like that. So I'm really looking forward to it because I am these works and, and these practices are very, very, very important to me because they are a part of the way I manage each and every day to do the things that I do, to be able to um, have a safe space for people and to be able to do the types of healing works and counseling works. If you are a practitioner and you really have a, you know, your wonderful set of tools this may offer you some tools that either you may not know or that you may, you know, maybe it's a different way of looking at something that you normally use. And my focus is pretty much primarily for those who are beginning, those who want to know about ways to energetically protect or to energetically clear or different healing practices and, you know, just all of that stuff. So I'm very excited, and uh, for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, I will be describing everything as much as I can, but I would really recommend that you go to YouTube and you watch the episode so you can get a, a clear idea on the visuals for some of the things that we're doing. Alrighty, so this month we're starting off with clearing, and it's one of the things that a lot of people really come and ask me a lot about that, you know, they just feel like they've got something that's stuck to them or that there is some type of attachment of something, or they're just kind of feeling like their energy isn't what it really should be. And I always say that the trick to doing energetic works is it's sort of like going to a barbecue wearing white. The trick is don't get any on you. And if you do learn how to clear it off. So, as we talk about clearings, uh, there are really four essential areas that most people are concerned about. Clearing of a space, clearing of an item, clearing of another person, and clearing yourself. So, what we're going to be talking about today is, uh, has to do with clearing a space. Because we all want a nice, comfortable space to work in. If you do any type of massage or healing work or counseling, often the very first thing the person is going to encounter that will determine whether or not they are going to trust you or whether or not they're going to um, you know, be able to experience whatever it is that you're trying to help them with is going to be what do they feel as soon as they walk into the space. and. Yeah, I have a space, I've got lots of plants here in my office, and it's designed, one of the best compliments that I get is that it does not look like any doctor's office they've ever been to. Because I do incorporate, um, I have stones, I have sacred items, I have crystals, and so the idea is that I balance them all out so that it allows the energy in the room to be one that's very comfortable. Now, when you're doing a lot of work, uh, it's important to periodically clear out a space. Or if you're going to try to do something, and even if you're just going to do like a very deep meditation, 
it's good to take care of the space that you're going to be working in because that's that's the the medicine bowl that's that that sacred space because that's what you want to achieve is a sacred space that is where the best work gets done so how do you clear a space well first it's you know just you know like rolling up your sleeves and cleaning if you have an opportunity that you can have a space, you know, either in your house or in your office that is dedicated to this work, it makes it a lot easier. But if if the space that you're trying to deal with is also maybe your living room or your family room, it's good to be able to know how to transform that space temporarily into a sacred space. So the first thing is you go through and clean. And especially things like cobwebs, energy can get caught in those. And so you want things in kind of an orderly way and, you know, no loose random stacks. The more chaos that is in the physical part of the container or the space, the more chaos there is in the energy. So what you want to do is you want to have a basic space to where it's it's fairly neutral, you know, and... If there is, um, you know, a television, some practitioners say if you have like a large electronic thing like a television or a computer desk, you just want to cover it so that that way it kind of remains separate energetically. So once you've cleaned it up, uh, what you want to do and, and while you're cleaning, keep in mind your frame of mind and what you're thinking in that moment has a lot to do with the energy you're putting in it because as you clean as you you know remove clutter or dust or dirt or whatever your energy is adding something to it it's creating the foundation so it very much is about the attitude it's about what's going on inside of you if you're trying to clear a space and you got all kinds of things on your mind or you're really mad at somebody that's not the time in the space to do that keep in mind you're building a foundation for a sacred space. So that means that you need to be in that kind of sacred state of mind. You can play music that, you know, puts you into that state, maybe whale song or uh, Sanskrit mantras being sung. Whatever it is that puts you in your happy place, puts you in your most optimistic place, that puts you into your spiritual place, have that be the background. And once you have your place cleared, then there's different traditions to be able to use different things. And also, it depends a lot on your, you know, what is available to you. In an office, you know, I, I do have an ability to, you know, burn a certain amount of sage. But maybe you don't. Maybe, you know, there is the idea that, you know, you can't have smoke or, or whatever. So uh, usually you can use even just plain salt and just put some in your hand and just sprinkle it you know, around the perimeter of the space. Just regular table salt, that can do it. And if you want to get, you know, more involved, but you still can't use flame, so um, sage is amazing. Sage is something, and hold on a second, because I just want to make sure that the video is, let's see, is that still? Yes, okay. I've got the camera a little bit further away so I can get everything on it. So um, I just had to make sure it was still going. Anyway, sage, which is white sage. We're not talking culinary sage. White sage is commonly used for clearing. 
And when you uh, burn sage, you know, it, it's tremendously aromatic. Um, you can just take a little teeny tiny bit. And what that does is that can actually create quite a bit. So it's not like, you know, you don't necessarily need to, if you're dealing with a large space or if you're clearing outside, then you can utilize white sage in a bundle and, you know, you can go around and, you know, clear. Because sometimes if certain works, not only do you clear inside, but you clear around the perimeter of the building. But we'll get into that later. That's a little more advanced. But, you know, the thing is white sage, there are many ways to get it. Uh, you can grow it as a plant or maybe someone you know grows it as a plant. Or you can order it on Amazon. You can actually order, you know, a lot of these things on Amazon, which is very cool because then you can get it fairly quickly. Uh, there's a lot of metaphysical shops that will carry it. Uh, you can call to, you know, if there's like a, a place that has crystals and, and different other, you know, spiritual things, they will usually carry things like sage. But white sage is kind of the staple. Now, there are other types of sages. Uh, there's blue sage, there's desert sage. I would say go with the one that resonates for you. Go with what feels right for you. And and we're going to be talking more about some of the other things that can be utilized. But right now, it's it's the old staple sage. Now, if you are in a situation where you cannot, you know, again, you cannot burn sage or you cannot burn incense, or in the case where you may have an event where people are sensitive to smoke. There are some people who have respiratory issues. Um, yes, it is a medicinal and, and it's very, very powerful, but there's also the physical element that it's smoke. And so some people are very sensitive to that. So in that case, what you can do is you can take some sage and you just put it in water and you can boil it up as if it were like a, a tea and you just steep it. And then you take the water and you can just put it into a spray bottle and you can use that. You can walk around a perimeter and just use it as spraying, or you can just put some on your hands and, you know, just kind of, you know, flick it around. But that's a really great way to be able to incorporate the clearing, you know, gift of sage in order to be able to get a, get an area cleared but it also allows for, you know, that idea that, you know, maybe flame is not an okay thing or, or the smoke is not an okay thing. So in the idea of when you're clearing a space and, you know, you physically cleaned it, then you've burnt the sage. Now, this is the point where um, you can, if you have like, a, still have a little bit of trouble, if you still feel something that's a little bit off in the room, there's a couple of different ways to deal with that. And, you know, this could be something where if you are having trouble sleeping in a room or if you feel that there's a specific room that is that is a problem. One of the things that you can do is you can take a glass and I, I encourage the use of glass. Now, it could be like an old jar that you clean out really good. My recommendation is, you know, I mean, you can go to like a Goodwill or a Savers or a thrift store and just, you know, for a few cents, pick up a glass. My preference is that this is a glass that is not going to be used for anything but this. So I would take this glass and you fill it up about halfway. Then you get a mirror 
and and this one I got at the dollar store. It's uh, small, but it needs to be flat and level because what you do is you take the glass and you place it on top of the mirror, you know, with the reflective side up. What this does is it actually will draw negative energy into the water. You know, the the water it, it is becomes the medium to it's sort of like a little roach motel for for icky energy actually now that i think about it because you set it the mirror reflects the energy up into the water and that's where it becomes trapped you leave it there for about three days and what you may notice is that the water starts becoming cloudy or it starts becoming oily looking now the water after that, you know, you do not dump it on a plant, you do not dump it on a ground, you do not dump it into earth. This is poured into uh, moving water. And yes, a toilet counts. So what you can do is just take it, pour it into, you know, the toilet, flush it down. Then you want to wash this really, really good. Now, a, a dishwasher, that's fine. You can use that. Rinse it out several times, pour some boiling water, dump it out, and then run it through the dishwasher if you want either that or just wash it and put some boiling water in it and pour it out a couple of times so that is a very easy way to be able to clear the energy of a room in just a few days and you will notice or you should notice that there is kind of a change in the energy now if you want to take this particular thing kind of to the next level that's where you would use a candle now in different types of works, uh, and we'll be talking about containers in the next episode, uh, putting, you know, actually, you know, creating a container for spiritual work. Anytime I'm using candles for work, these are the candles that I use. These are glass and they're tall. Now, the best part about this is that these are designed that if they tip over, the wax will put out the flame. So there is a safety aspect to this that I really like. Plus, having a, a glass this big, what it does is you can utilize it either repeatedly or if you have a really long ceremony, which, I mean, sometimes at, at the basic level, you're probably not going to encounter it. But when you go up and, you know, you start doing some more serious works, a healing work may go a couple of days. So having a candle that will burn a nice long time is really, really helpful. But in using it for clearing, you would take the candle and you place it right behind the mirror and the glass. I'm going to move this over so you can see it. So this, it will accelerate because the energy is drawn to the light. And by having a light source near it, then this will, over those three days, actually collect more energy. Now, you know, always safety first. If you're going to do this um, and you have like a, a space, like let's say if you're clearing a living room, if you have a fireplace, well, then you can place this whole setup in the fireplace. And even if something happens and it tips over, it will, you know, you won't have a problem. Uh, a lot of people, it's not a good idea to leave something like this. If you have to go to work, then you can, you know, extinguish the candle, just have the glass 
and the mirror. And then if you're home, then, and you can watch it, then you can leave the candle burning. This is not required, but it will accelerate and intensify the, the process. So then, which, there's something, there's a couple of things. First off, you know, really, I want to stress that these are practices that I've learned. These are practices that I use. These are practices that I know work for me. You may encounter people who say, well, you don't do that or you don't do it that way. I mean, for me, it's about what works with me. It's about what resonates with me. It's about what feels that realness for me. So um, if somebody tells you a different way and you try it and it resonates with you, go for it. This is just a way. I am showing you a way to do things, not the way. I don't believe that there is the way for everybody. So keep, just keep that in mind. You know, if you're a practitioner who says, I, why is she doing it that way? Well, because this is the way that most resonates with me. And one of the things, oddly enough, and, and I've gotten into debates with other practitioners about the fact that some believe you do not blow out a candle. And the reason they believe that is because the idea that you do not extinguish, or in their ideas, you do not extinguish light with life, and the air is life. I come from a Druidic tradition, and there is life and spirit in all things, and prime elements hold a very special energy. Now, keep in mind, you know, according to the law of conservation of energy, Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. This is about transforming the open flame into something else. And for a prime element like fire, you would utilize another prime element, air, or you would utilize water to transform it or to allow it to transform into something else. Wherever you fall on that, you know, it's up to you. Like I said, whatever resonates with you as far as some of these practices. Uh, in most cases, when sage is burned, you would utilize a shell. And these are fairly easy to find. It's, it's just like an abalone shell. And uh, it is very easy because what it does is it makes a great place that, you know, you can hold it. And then as incense burns, it will isolate it. Um, there are people who, once again, believe that elements, the relationship of elements is important. They would never use a shell, an element of water with an element of fire, that those don't belong together. And in that case, you would take, you could take a, uh, hard fired bowl. Either way, whether or not you use a shell or a bowl, make sure you put sand in the bottom of it because then that will help assist in, you know, kind of dispersing the energy and, and being able to keep that contained. And, you know, if you put sand in here, then it keeps the bowl from getting too hot. And either way, make sure you have the bowl or the shell set on something, or if it's in a holder that uh, can be able to contain it and lift it up off the table. So when we have a, a situation where, um, Maybe you want to try to set a sacred space and you want something that is very specific. 
uh, to involve in the clearing. There are sprays that you can purchase. And uh, this one, it's, it's called Solace Mist, or it's, uh, it's made, the brand is called Solace Mist. And it's made by someone very dear to me and she gifted it to me. I utilize this a lot. And in fact, I'm in the description, uh, there'll be a link to be able to utilize this. This is wonderful. She makes, it's a, you know, it, it's an aromatic, it is for blessing, it is for clearing, there are different types, and she creates the blends herself by hand, and she does it in sacred way and in a very special way, and I am just really happy to utilize this, because sometimes, you know, you want a, a specific blend, but you, you don't want to combine it yourself, or you don't have time, or you don't know how to combine it. When you can get the essences of the plants, and the flowers and to be able to bring that in and we're going to be talking about more about utilizing things uh when we talk about um healing works and and clearing of the self these are excellent for clearing of yourself or clearing of somebody else so you know i mean i don't i don't make anything off of this but it is an excellent 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 product that um that I really recommend. And so that's why I'm putting it in. I'm going to put the contact information into the description because, you know, sometimes if you can't have access to any of these things, you know, you can't get to your sage, you can't get to your cedar, you can't get to all of that stuff. Carrying around something that can incorporate that and to be able to kind of do a spot clearing is really, really good. And it's also excellent in ceremonies. So, uh, the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is cedar. Now, cedar and sage do two different things. Like I said, in the tradition as I was taught and in the tradition as I use, sage is for clearing and cleansing. Cedar is for blessing and correcting. Now, Cedar is, and, and it's really interesting because so many different cultures utilize cedar uh, in Native American traditions. Uh, let's say if you're holding a ceremony and something goes amiss or somebody says something they shouldn't say, or, you know, it's just there's something about it that disrupts the sacredness of it. What they will do is they will burn cedar and the cedar will, the, the power of the cedar is to correct that which was mistaken. Often, if I come in and I've just come out of traffic and I get into my office and I'm a little agitated about, you know, my drive in or if there's something on my mind, I will take cedar and I will bless myself with the cedar. And that allows me to be able to correct where I'm at so I can get into the space where I'm doing the stuff that I need to do. So cedar, you know, you can get in bundles. Um, it's funny because at the time of the holidays, you could buy like a big, huge cedar wreath and, you know, one wreath will last you the entire year, and, you know, which is which is very cool. And we'll be talking about different ways to treat cedar and work with cedar. But just as far as, you know, the use of it in smudging and smudging is when, you know, you burn something to be able to get that aromatic element out of it to in order to create healing, create balance, to create clearing. So 
Now, for those of you who are, you know, let's say maybe you follow like a little bit more of, of a Christian or, or a little bit more of a, you know, a, a, a fundamental kind of uh, spiritual practice. You know, some of this may seem a little bit, you know, a little bit out there. But the thing is, is that it's about the intention. It's about setting up a space. If you have absolutely none of this and you need to set up a space, you can do it with prayer. And it doesn't matter who you pray to. It doesn't matter how you word it. It doesn't matter if it's in Sanskrit or Latin or, or whatever, or if it's just a conversation. You could walk around a room and you could say, you know, creator, however you define that, you know, I'm, I need to do this work today and I need your help. I need this space to be cleared. I'm, I'm asking for your love and your grace to fill this space and remove anything that is difficult or that will make this hard or will disrupt this healing process. A simple statement or prayer like that, that can clear a space because it's about the energy you hold inside. It's about your faith in the work. It's about your faith in what you're doing. And frankly, there is almost nothing that I do that I don't call in for help, that I don't ask for spiritual help. Because the thing is, and what I'm going to be stressing through this whole process is that this isn't about me. It isn't about you. We don't do this stuff on our own. We become a vessel for healing, for clearing, for all of that. This isn't about ego because as soon as ego gets in, that's where things start getting wonky. When you know people start saying, I heal or I'm clearing. No, you are a vessel. You are a good tube. And we'll be talking about that concept in, in when we talk about healing. You are a vessel for it. And that's no small thing. It's a very, very important thing. So you want to be the best vessel you can be. And you want the, the best tools that you can have. So if, if you're more Christian, Catholic, you know, Protestant, whatever, you know, if, if you're, it's a more Christian lean, you know, you can get holy water. And, you know, most churches will have them. Uh, you can go and, you know, you can be able to get that. And you could use that in clearing, you know, you could put it around the room, you can sprinkle it, you can, you know, you can incorporate it, you can place it on yourself. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different opportunities to be able to mesh beliefs that allow you to be able to work in whatever way you need to. So. The idea that the container that you work in, that is the first thing that you're, the person you're working with is going to encounter. It will, can either help you or it can be a huge hindrance. Do not disregard the environment that you're working in because that can take your work up to a whole new level. And that's what this is all about, is for each and every one of you to be able to take your work to a whole new level. So that's it for today. And if you feel this is valuable, please share this video. And also, please subscribe and like it. If, if you have comments about things that you want me to cover during, you know, over this, because this will be over this entire year. 
every month, every week is going to be about teaching and it's going to be about sharing and it's going to be about um, giving you guys tools that you can use. So uh, please, you know, go ahead and, and participate, spread the word about it. If you have anybody who you think would really benefit from it, please let them know. <sighs> so thank you for joining me. And if you wish to support this channel in a bigger way, uh, there's a link to the Patreon account in the description. And also, as I said, if you have any suggestions, if you have any particular questions, I will be reading questions. So if you have a question about anything that I talk about, or if there's a question that you have that I haven't talked about, please put it in the comments and I will be answering them on the, you know, during the program. And as I said, for you, those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, I hope I explained it enough, but I would really recommend that you go to the YouTube page and you watch the video. All right, class dismissed. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.